This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Did you know that with Squarespace, you can make a website that's for you, but not your ideas? Wow. Or a website for someone else and their ideas. And you can do it today at squarespace.com. By entering the offer code SPILLED and getting 10% off at checkout. Woohoo! I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about hummus. And I just realized I'm sitting in the creaky chair. Uh-oh. I'll bet you didn't know that Matthew has a creaky chair. So, I have this chair that uh, we found out for free on the sidewalk and, like, was the possibly the only good piece of furniture ever put out for free on Capitol Hill. It, yeah. it was not, like, a maggoty... It's a nice-looking chair. ...couch, yes. Um... Uh, when Lori brought it home, she she uh, she presented it to Iris and said, here's your new chair. It's shabby chic. <laughs> Iris thought this was great. Uh, however, it creaks like the Foley work from a Vincent Price movie. What is Foley work? Uh, Foley work is uh, the like sound effects production for a, for oh, a movie. Oh, like the or... door opening in Thriller. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's Foley work. So, uh, yeah, so if, if you if you go back, like some episodes, I forget that I'm sitting in the creaky chair and you can just just hear like there's, you know, some sort of, of macabre things going on. Yeah. And Vincent Price laughing in the background. Yes. Like at the end of Thriller. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Matthew, before we get started, you have a new book out. I do have a new book out. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Uh, so two times spilled milk guest uh, Becky Selingit and I uh, wrote a book called Not One Shrine, Two Food Writers Devour Tokyo. It is a humor book uh, about a trip we took to Tokyo and uh, it's a quick read it, the ebook is four bucks. I think the paperback is like eight bucks. And uh, you can find it uh, online where books are sold. Oh, wait, tell them about the illustrations. Oh, and the illustrations. There's, there's uh, uh, you know, Japanese in, uh, like comic inspired illustrations by local Seattle artist Denise Sakaki, um, including like, you know, Becky and me getting, getting eaten by an eel and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, if you like the humor on Spilled Milk, I think you will also like this book. Uh, ad for my book over. You can find it to search for <laughs> search for not one shrine uh, at your favorite online bookstore, and it will come up. 
do it. So uh, today we are talking about hummus, as I think I might have mentioned a minute ago. I think ago. we said that. Yeah, both of us are absolutely unqualified to talk about hummus. Not that we are usually qualified to talk about anything we talk about, but we are exceptionally unqualified in this situation. Right. We we have no uh, no dog in the hummus fight, and I know hummus can be a real uh, it can be hot a real throwdown. Yeah. So we're we're not getting involved in that. We're just going to taste some uh, some hummuses that you may know. <laughs> Is it is is the plural of hummus oh, hummuses no. or hummai? Hummai. <laughs> um, I always liked saying it in French, hummus. Oh, that's good. Isn't that good? Um, I have this vivid childhood memory of my father telling me, like, and I can't remember if he was being funny or serious, explaining to me that the plural of moose is moose, and that uh, he thought I would get a real kick out of this, and I guess I did because I remember it many years later. I love that he thought you would get a kick out of that. Um, well, that's I mean, so cute. Moose, moose is a fun word to say. I, I once saw a moose in Maine. That was great. Hey, is the plural of shrimp shrimp? Because yes. I always say shrimp. Although uh, it's really fun to say shrimps. It is fun to say shrimps. And in there's a book by Ellen Raskin. Uh, I always forget which one it is that has a villain named Shrimps Marinara. I think oh, we talked great. about this on some other episode, right? We did. I feel like I've heard this before, but I it, it still feels new. <laughs> maybe maybe you and I just talked about it in our in our like after hours segment that doesn't yeah. get recorded. Yeah, mm-hmm. or maybe does and just doesn't get aired. Um. Anyway, so hummai. We've got some hummai we got um, here. Umi. <laughs> we've got. <laughs> we've got. We've got a tub of umlauts. <laughs> um. So hey. So let's go down memory lane. Absolutely. I hummus was like right in the sweet spot of foods that I was scared of as a child. Um, okay. And uh, you know, it was uh, served cold or room temperature, which I didn't like. It was like a, a creamy paste, which I didn't like. And uh, I guess those are the main things. I remember, I think the first hummus I ever had was maybe from this place called Mediterranean Imports and Deli in Oklahoma City, which I may have mentioned before. Uh, Everyone, it's on May Avenue near Northwest Expressway. Do you think it's still there? It is still there. Yeah, I was just there the last time I was in Oklahoma City before my mom moved here. And um, it is owned by this cranky older gentleman who who really took a a very sweet, friendly shine to my dad. And so he's always... you were about to say shine. He's always been very kind to me and my mom, despite the fact that he is generally very cranky. Anyway, they make wonderful hummus there. And anyway, I think that was probably the first place I ever had hummus. I remember like some random, like very hippie hummus experiences. Like, uh, I mean, of course, Moosewood. Like, I'm sure I probably made my first hummus out of one of the Moosewood cookbooks or a Molly Katzen book. I was going to ask if you've ever made hummus because I have not. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I've made hummus many times and I've made, you know, like a like traditional chickpea hummus. And then I've also done like blasphemy hummus, like white bean hummus. <laughs> um, and my friend Sam, who is Lebanese, is is scandalized and, and, and also kind of a fan of my white bean hummus. But he can't tell any of his Lebanese gang mates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, your fellow gang members, which you refer to as your gang mates? Yeah. <laughs> you have all your little lockers down at the, at the gang house. <laughs> um, uh, after, after the rumble, you do like the post-rumble interview, like the reporter comes into the locker room. Like, uh, you know, I just want to say like, uh, you know, uh, it didn't go our way today, but we were given 100% out there in the rumble. Like, uh, uh, we're going to get these, these, uh, these stab wounds sewn up. We're going to get back out we're there. We're going to bring out the doogie house 
browser of burritos. <laughs> exactly. To suture up our stab wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he's going to seal them with hummus. Amazing, like, wound glue. You, yeah, you can spackle Meat over. Glue. You can cross. <laughs> you can spackle any wound with hummus. I also remember when I was like 21, 22, I went with my friend Keaton, who was my best friend in college, to visit my cousin Sarah in Boston. And some friend of Keaton's told us about this sandwich place we had to go to in Cambridge. And Keaton made me like walk forever to get to this place. It was like in a weird residential neighborhood. And we got there and the, sa- the sandwich we were supposed to get was in fact delicious. And it was the most hippiest Hip, the most hippiest. So it had <laughs> Me hummus, speak English. sprouts. It had, it had hummus, sprouts, uh, some other things, avocado, um, thinly sliced Granny Smith apple, like a like a really spicy honey mustard. It had a lot going on, and it was delicious. Um, is quinoa like a new thing? Uh, I mean, I know it's not new to the world, but like, were were hippies eating quinoa like in the seventies? Because it has. I feel like I it's, the, know. it's the only thing I can think of that I think is something like new to the American food scene, but has right. you know just as much hippie cred as like hummus or sprouts. I, you know, when I think back on like the original Moosewood cookbook, for instance, that had like a lot of bulgur brown rice. I don't feel like I ever heard of, no. of quinoa. Um, we, we've been asked to do a quinoa episode. I think if there's a way we can do it without just doing like a bunch of hack material about like <laughs> quinoa, um, <laughs> I, I would, I would be interested in doing that episode. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, so hummus, um, my spouse is a gigantic hummus fiend. Mm-hmm. He was a vegetarian for the first 24 years of his life. He's like a, a golem of, made of hummus. He is actually, um, he, pretty much lived on hummus as a grad student in New York and uh, hummus baguettes and juice. That was like his well-rounded meal. It sounds, it sounds like a, a lunchbox. <laughs> it does sound like a lunchbox, doesn't it? Um, anyway, so yeah, he has gone through some, he, he hasn't made hummus in a long time, but he did some real like searching for the Holy grail of hummus and I can maybe remember some of what he did and talk about some of his homemade hummus. Okay, so obviously we're going to taste some hummus here. We should talk about what hummus is at some point. But um, So you've made homemade hummus a number of times. Yes. Is the point of making homemade hummus that it's better than store-bought? Is it that you can put different ingredients in it? Is it just is it ch- that it's cheaper? What's, what's the deal with homemade hummus? Oh, I think homemade hummus is far better than store-bought. Oh, I mean, unless I you have, have some place like Mediterranean Imports that you can go to where it's essentially homemade. It's just you didn't have to make it. Um, I think so. So I was actually having a conversation with a Lebanese friend yesterday. One of your gangmates. One of my gangmates. And she was telling me that, uh, you know, her family used to have hummus every evening on the dinner table like like you would have butter to put on your bread. And she said that like in her memory, it is much milder and much more mild and subtle than what we usually taste in store-bought hummus that like all the, you know, whatever they're doing with store-bought hummus really is like boosting the flavor in a way that doesn't taste Hmm. like the homemade hummus she grew up with. And I get that. Like there's something that happens to the flavor of the tahini and the lemon to make it shelf to make it sit on a refrigerator shelf for a while, you know? Yeah, like this one, this one here has dehydrated parsley, which which I guess is just dried parsley, but when you say dehydrated parsley, it makes it sound like evil. It sounds very it sounds very clinical. 
Okay, so a couple. So, so you mentioned tahini and lemon juice. So, yeah. so, so mm-hmm. uh, typical classic hummus. Well, okay, I don't want to get into what is classic hummus, but when I think of hummus, so it's uh, pureed chickpeas, tahini, which is sesame paste, lemon juice, garlic. What else? What am I forgetting? Salt. Olive oil. Olive oil. Uh Uh-huh. And people, so there are, uh, I I think that people generally agree that you need to cook your chickpeas from dried. And there is a strong school of thought that believes that you need to individually peel the chickpeas. I read about this because Uh I read friend of the show, Kenji Lopez-Alt's Serious Eats Hummus Recipe. Oh, what what does he do? So what he found is... Uh, and I have not tried that. I was going to try it, and then I saw that he said you have to use a jar blender, which I don't own for reasons I can't explain. Like, our blender broke at some point, and they're like, I don't need a blender. And I have stuck by this stubbornly, mulishly for years, <laughs> uh, even though, like, milkshakes are my favorite thing. But I'm like, no, I can do this with the stick blender. Anyway, uh, what he does is he said, absolutely, yes, you get a smoother hummus by removing the uh, the skins, skins of the chickpeas. Yeah. But you get the same effect by overcooking the chickpeas. Oh, that um, makes sense. To where you would not want to eat them as beans. But, uh, but they you, don't get watery tasting? No. That's what that's what Kenji says, and I believe him. Ah, oh, that's really that is really good to know. I think that um, Paula Wolfert maybe has kind of an authoritative recipe that has you peel all the chickpeas. And she would. She would, yes. Um, the other thing that people get very opinionated about is the type of tahini. Like, a lot of people believe that, uh, you know, like, you have to use, like, Lebanese tahini or XYZ tahini. Um, they all have very different flavors. How, I mean, do your, how do your Lebanese friends, of which apparently you have many, <laughs> feel about this? <laughs> My gang mates. Right, right. Um, you know, I don't know. You're, you're, like, you're like Dances with Wolves. You got, you got uh, <laughs> uh, brought into the fold of, of your local Lebanese street gang. Yeah. And... Uh, they, they've adopted you as their own. Um, you hang out in, in uh, Ballard's Little Beirut. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to make professionally designed sites, regardless of your skill level, no coding required. Do you need a website? Do you need a portfolio? Do you need an online store? Do you need a blog? You can do all do of those things. Do you need a friend? Okay, maybe Squarespace can't do that last thing, but it can do all of the other things. Yes, and by listening to our ad today and doing what we tell you to, you can get a free domain name and 10% off if you enter the offer code SPILLED with your first purchase. Let's be honest. I mean, Squarespace's 24-7 customer support is so responsive. It's more responsive than any of your friends. Yeah, I mean, who needs friends, you know? Building a website can be tough. It, it can be tougher than than making friends. Yes, making friends isn't easy. Making a website <laughs> is because now there's Squarespace and you can create a beautiful-looking professional site without breaking a sweat. Yep, it's got intuitive and easy-to-use tools. Uh, it's got state-of-the-art technology, and you know you can trust it because millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world do, too. Yeah, I mean, can you trust your friends the way you can trust Squarespace? <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, I've heard that Jody Watley song. I mean, do your friends give you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website? They do not. No. What are you waiting for? Go to squarespace.com <laughs> and use the offer code SPILLED. Start, start a trial with no credit card required. If you sign up for a whole year, you get a free domain name. If you use the offer code SPILLED, you get 10% off your first purchase. So go to squarespace.com and use that offer code SPILLED for 10% off. And they're your real friend now. 
can we taste some? Because I'm hungry. Okay. So I got, I got some pita. Okay. I got three. Oh, you got whole wheat pita. Wow, got, look at you trying to get some fiber into us. That's right. <laughs> I figured we could use it at this point. Okay, so um, so you told me everybody's really into Trader Joe's hummus. I didn't know this. Yes, um, I I verified this uh, with uh, with my wife, who is the who is the occasional hummus buyer in the family, and uh, she said this is the one to get the Trader Joe's Mediterranean hummus with the stuff on top. Ooh, I'm sure I, I love stuff on fans top. fans of this know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know if I've ever tried it. So here's here's the thing. Like my I'm my smell it. My childhood fear of hummus has not entirely gone away. Mm, um, that does smell really good. Yeah. Here is, to a greater extent, do you have a food like this? I, I'm about to describe what I mean. Uh, I think I don't like hummus. And then every time I'm like in, I'm around some hummus and there's like a hummus plate, I'm like, okay, I'll try some of that. And then I'm like, oh, this is good. And then I eat a bunch of it. That's kind of how I feel about hummus. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like whenever I'm presented with it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But I think that I might have like overdosed in it on it, like in maybe the first six years of my marriage when, Mm. yeah, my husband like just eats so much hummus. Mm. The sesame is what it's all about, I Mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. This has a really good texture. It's really smooth without being like a fake type whipped Mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. In my, my mind's mouth, this, uh... This tastes a lot like Sabra, but we're about to taste Sabra, and I think Sabra actually tastes more fake than this. I think this, are you getting a lot of, like, mm. stabilizer flavor in here? No, I'm not. Mm. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the stuff. They have, I, I had no idea, I don't think I've ever purchased hummus before yesterday. You really there drove in. There are so many kinds of hummus, mm-hmm. and and many of them How sounded do you feel really about, appealing. Like, all those flavored ones, like I don't, I do not want no red pepper hummus. Yeah, I was looking at that one, like like the the extra spicy red pepper hummus. I'm like, that's probably good. I like extra spicy, but I, I tried to keep it as pure as possible. Except I did, <laughs> except I lied because I got the cilantro jalapeno because like that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, this I is, like this product. This is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't on. think I don't think we're telling hummus heads anything they don't already know. No, they they know this. We're useless. Okay, was I'm the gonna... hummus heads the name of your Lebanese street gang? Uh, <laughs> no, it was our favorite band. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I used to watch Hummus Headbangers Ball, so I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Is that the one that was hosted by like Ricky Rackman? Ricky Rackman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who hosted um, 120 Minutes? Uh, the Matt, one uh... Matt Sorum. Maybe, but uh, Dave Kendall is the is the one who is from my era. I think it was hosted by several different people. And then what was the other one? There was Alternative Nation. Oh, who hosted that? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Do you remember Downtown Julie Brown? I do certainly. Daisy Fuentes. Yes, I Kurt remember. Kurt Loder, Tabitha Soren. Uh, Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy! Um, God, I never liked Kennedy. I think I think she turned out to be uh, like a right wing pundit of some sort. Uh, Let's see. Um, uh, the the uh, Yo MTV raps with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. I love that. Wow, I don't remember that. Dr. Dre was on there. It was a different Dr. Dre. This one was D O C T O R Dre, to, not to be confused with D R period Dre, who is the famous one. Oh, okay. Not that I mean, I I've, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover were great. Ed Lover isn't that a good name? That's such a good name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ed was short for educational. <laughs> Do you think that there are actually people out there whose last name is just Lover? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> because if there are, 
Well, I want to know those people. I want them to be in my street gang. Yeah, I want I want to know mm-hmm. those people like uh, intimately, biblically. Uh, but there are people named Love. That's true. Um, Courtney Love, Moni Love, <laughs> um, who I'm sure was a fixture on Yo MTV. Rap. There was a girl in my high school named Laura Love. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet there are people named. Well, I don't know. Lover. I mean, there are people with the last name, but there are yes. There's there's a uh, like a famous psychologist named Dorcas Butt. <laughs> I am never gonna grow up to the point where that stops being funny. Yes, and I'm I'm glad you believed me because because if if you had said that I would have said really like we're gonna have to we're wait. Have did to. you make that up? No, it, oh. it, it's absolutely true. D o r c a s. Hmm. It like periodically like like sometimes sometimes i'm like okay no that seems normal but some periodically i'll I'll like uh you know the mood will strike that i'll like see that uh that someone is named dick and i'll be like how how can you actually use that as your day-to-day name i know i know the world is a playground where adults are not immune um my seventh grade science teacher her name was mrs dick (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know i guess i didn't know it was a last name Uh uh-huh like uh isn't it like like F A Dick or something? I like don't know. A knife company. I'm I reaching don't know. real hard. Um yeah. Yeah, so so there's uh if if there's someone out there named Dick Lover, <laughs> let us know. We wanna meet you. <laughs> oh Matthew. Yes. You're really my favorite. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Let's eat more hummus. I think we should move on to another plain one, like the Sabra classic hummus. I I know this is not a bold statement, but I feel like hummus is a really good value. It is. Like, there's like a pound of this Mediterranean hummus, and it's really tasty, and it wasn't very expensive. Okay, so... Oh, I love this like swirly look on the top. Yeah, it's got it's got a little when like when you open a new jar of peanut butter, which is the best thing you can do, uh, and the and the top is flat except for like the little like nipple of of like where it was being dispensed into the into the jar. So this is the hummus that my spouse is always sworn by. Whoa, that's I, interesting. It's not good. It's not good. I can't wait to introduce him to Trader Joe's Mediterranean hummus. This is really not good. It starts out tasting like hippies, um, and then it turns into tasting like off. Yeah, and it's and and yet overall, so the flavors it has are kind of off, but it has very little flavor compared yeah. to the other one. Wow. Okay. Well, case closed. That's a real disappointment. Again, I know I say this every time we do a tasting of some product that would seem to be all very similar, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think these are just all going to be the same, and uh, we're going to be saying, yep, that one's good too, and that one's good too, which we did do with Oreos. But uh, no, not at all. Mm-mm. So this is the Trader Joe's Smooth and Creamy Cilantro and Jalapeno Hummus. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I feel like it, I'm having trouble getting out, out of the container through no fault of Trader Joe. Ugh. I like it. That's not a good cilantro flavor for me. And I love cilantro, but... Fine with it. Mm. Actually, it's like a flavor like a coriander chutney you'd get in an Indian restaurant, which actually I like. I just wasn't expecting it. That is what it's like. This is much, much better than the Sabra. If you just try the hummus part. Okay, let me try the hummus part. Matthew, did you learn anything on Wikipedia about hummus? So, of course, I went to the Wikipedia hummus page. 
which is where I learned that uh, hummus is a very controversial topic in the Middle East and elsewhere. Go figure. But I also learned that, uh, and I love this sentence. Yeah, I mean, I would like to point out that we are definitely not going to get into any kind of conversation about the origins of hummus. No. Uh-uh. No, don't, we don't are even not say gonna, that. we're not going to touch that. No. By the end of the 20th century, hummus had emerged as part of the American culinary fabric. Oh, the fabric. Isn't that beautiful? Um, I like both the, the Trader taste, Joe's ones a lot. The, the t- no, wait, what is that? What's the jingle? Something in the fabric of our lives? The... the, the the touch, the touch, the feel. Is that it? I was, I was the taste, the, the taste. The taste, the mouth feel. <laughs> you, you don't know that it's 100% cotton until you suck on it. That's for right. A while. No, I, I insist on 100% Pima <laughs> cotton because it has the best chew to it. I just love how it feels on my tongue. Uh huh. It's just so smooth. Do you think those <laughs> cotton commercials work? Because I, I have no problem. Whoever with- just goes out and they're like, <laughs> I want to buy some cotton sheeting or whatever like who who does that so why or, would the cotton bureau advertise on tv is it is the idea that like they you're going out and and maybe you're not thinking hard enough about what fibers of clothing you're purchasing and like you get that jingle in your head and you're like no i'm, I'm not gonna get the the polyester t-shirt i'm mm-hmm. gonna get the cotton t-shirt mm-hmm. i find this really hard to <laughs> to envision <laughs> <laughs> well you take a little taste. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. You just see which one is tastier. Um, I think I'm wearing a, a cotton poly blend T-shirt right now. Everyone was wondering. I know. So, so huh. I don't take sides. I don't know. I don't know what I'm wearing right now. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. Um, what else do we have to say about this? Oh, mm. I mean, I think that our listeners are going to be really disappointed that we didn't make hummus. I got to say, people. I mean, Matthew, can we can we be real about about what a productive week we've had? Yeah. We, okay. Let's be real. This is the sixth episode we've taped this week. Yeah, my friends, that is why we did not make hummus for you. Um, what do you, do you think we could deserve a medal? I think I, we do. No, you know what we deserve a Pulitzer Prize. We I do. Think they gave those out recently. They did. They gave them out recently. Um, I have not heard about <laughs> ours yet. I'm playing footsie with you again by accident. Sorry. Um, do they give a Pulitzer Prize for for unintentional intimacy? <laughs> I think so. Who does it unintentionally, but most sweetly? Yeah. yeah. Who does? Yeah. I think we all know the answer. Yeah. Uh, you can find us online at Spilled Milk Pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still my foot. It hasn't. <laughs> and your socks are so cute. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. Uh, probably 100% cotton. Well, with a little uh, stretch spandex to keep them from sliding down my ankles. Mm-hmm, to 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 hold everything in place. Everything. <laughs> Uh, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we'll post a list of the three hummuses we tried. Uh-huh. But basically, apparently, just go to Trader Joe's. It's yeah, go be to Trader good. Joe's. You're going to win. You're going to come out a winner. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast, uh, where, um, you know, we want to we want to hear about your gang mates mm-hmm. and what they're up to. Yeah, yeah. We want to hear about, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't either. <laughs> 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 I, I just put my teeth on my microphone guard. Um, how did it taste? It's not cotton. Not as good as cotton. No. It's really hard to beat the flavor. I the touch the taste of cotton. We're gonna we're we're inevitably now gonna do an episode about cotton, the right? Fabric of our lives. <laughs> I, I saw one of those commercials recently. They're still doing it. Really? 
Okay. Absolutely. It was like, it started out looking like it was going to be like a raw stress for less commercial, but mm -hmm. then it turned out they, they were just talking about like, this is my favorite shirt. And I, 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 I had it for years, and I always feel good when I wear it because it's made of cotton. There must be something we don't know. Like, maybe cotton as a fabric has been declining over the years. This needs to be an episode of Planet Money. It probably already has been an episode of Planet yes. Money, and I don't remember there it. There was some t-shirt episode of That's, Planet there, Money. There were a bunch of t-shirt episodes. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. We'll, we'll listeners, go educate ourselves. We'll link, we'll link to Planet Money. Great. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes, mm -hmm. like uh, five stars. It's better than Planet Money, for example. <laughs> yep. Um, if, if someone, if someone goes on iTunes, it's five stars. It's better than planet money. We'll read your name off on a future episode. Yes, please, <laughs> please do it. And I say this as someone who loves planet money, but I think they can take it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can, oh, that's it. That's yeah, the end that's of the message. That's all you can do. That's um, all you can do. Yep. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, we've emerged as a part of the American culinary fabric. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisberg. Of our lives. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I will start my engines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.